I've definitely spent over a hundred thousand dollars on coaches and all kinds like different. Oh my god, a hundred grand! Yeah, dude, look at the ROI. (laughs) Come on. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here. I'm like, damn. So maybe. Zero dollars on this this stuff. You know, they say women shouldn't be bossy. We're out here reclaiming that word. What's so wrong with being the boss? I'm Tara Reed, the CEO of a multi-million dollar edtech business. And I'm Katie Gaddy Tossan, better known as Money with Katie on the internet. At our core, we're driven by a shared ambition to build our own mini empires. Welcome to Bossy. Tara, the hat today. The hat. Mm. I just, I, I feel so bad for our audio listeners that they cannot see. They're missing it. What you're serving today. There's, there. okay, there's feathers, there's a hat. There's a big hat. A big hat, a tall with hat. Matching shimmery boots. Those are probably what, six inch heels? They're platforms, so platforms are easy to walk in. Yes. I call this look Baduism. Let me tell you how okay. this look is a portal for me. Okay. It's a personal growth opportunity. Because these hats, this guy, um, Rodney Patterson, makes these hats. Erica Badu wears hats like this very okay. often. I like saw him on Project Runway, too. And I always think that these hats are so cool, but I never view myself as cool enough to wear them. Mm, so okay. this week, I got myself a hat. And and wearing it now, and now I have no other choice but to be that cool girl that wears them. I am her now. And that's on portals. I am her now. You know what it's it reminds me I walk of? Through. I'm her now. Is the Pharrell yeah. hat, is that one of them? I don't know if it has the similar hats, shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the bowl, exaggerated bowler hat, I yes, think is what it's called. Yes, exaggerated bowler maybe. hat. maybe. Essential is the name of the brand if you want a hat. Okay, yeah. see, uh, I'm going to, that's a portal that I think I'm not going to walk through yet because I don't know that I can pull that off. I thought I couldn't either, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Here she is, yeah, pulling so it off. Like Badu, but make it glam. And I'm like, which one of my three shirts that I own am I going to wear today? But you got the good leggings. I like it. I yeah, like the Spanx it. leggings. Shout out to Sarah Blakely yeah. if you want to come on the show and tell <laughs> us about becoming a billionaire off of Love latex it. pants. So, so what's going on this week in business for you? Oh, man. Well, I think I'm at a point right now where I, uh, have you ever heard of like the spaghetti at the wall phase? Where you just throw You're stuff throwing at the wall. You're throwing stuff at the wall. Work. I think I've been in that phase for about 18 months. And I think. Quickly describe what the spaghetti at the wall phase is. The spaghetti sure at the wall phase is like when you are, I would say, in the first couple years, maybe. I don't want to put hard, hard limits on it, but yeah. like first couple years of like building something yeah. and you're trying a bunch of stuff. Oh, you don't know what works. You're just going to. Yeah. Like, and so see. you're doing everything because you're like, well, I think that the, you're, I'm, I'm having some moderate success with all these different things. So let me just continue to do all of them. And see what sticks. And see what sticks. Yeah. Well, the problem is that I think I had a hard time then g- coming back to that wall and being like, well, this piece of spaghetti is kind of dangling off. And like, well, this this piece of spaghetti is making a lot of money. So let me like focus more on that piece of spaghetti, yes. right? So smart, not hard. Yeah. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of taking some time next week that I'm excited about to sit down with all, with all the numbers. And it's funny because it kind of like time away from work. Yes. I'm going to take two full days off yeah. to just like dig into the numbers. It was like, the last time you took two full weekdays off. Oh, like r- truly off? Yeah. Probably like July 2022. Like okay. over a year ago. A year. A year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and yeah, because I was like my honeymoon when I went to Scandinavia and I got yeah. COVID. I got Copenhagen. No. 
the chic European COVID okay. in Denmark. So anyway, but it, the whole thing kind of reminded me of, because I, I have a hard time like stepping away to work that like on the business versus in it. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm so in it all the time that I, I'm very rarely just focused on the big picture and the vision. But it reminded me of this moment that I had where I was seeing a therapist last year. And so we're talking about things and like the first like month or two was great. And we like had all these learnings and she's like teaching me all these tools. But then yeah. it kind of got to the point where every time we'd talk, I would just like want to talk about work. And she was like, um, I feel like you might actually need like an executive coach, not a therapist. Not like, I feel like me. I'm not the person to be talking to about this. And I was like, you know what? Interesting. Fair. Yes. I feel like the key though, is to not work with people who specialize in, I'm going to say like just people who have non-entrepreneurial lives like as an entrepreneur your life is just so weird and different and so I think you need a therapist that specializes in working with entrepreneurs because yeah. then they would know that this is all you think about and it consumes all of your brain space so of course you're talking about have it. you been able to find someone like that yeah I pretty much only work with like therapists coaches who like specialize in entrepreneurs and like the particular kind of crazy that we are yeah so how did you uh, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to start finding. Were you asking for referrals? Were you like literally Googling? Do you have yeah. a therapist you like right now? I mainly find people through friends, like other entrepreneurial friends, or like mm. when I go to like mastermind groups, when I like work with people, like they share who they're working with. And I'm like, hey, would you mind sending me an email intro? So oh. I think I met, so, and also I don't really love traditional therapy, mm. I like hypnotherapy much better to me traditional therapy like we talk a lot about what the challenges are but I'm like I don't want to keep talking about this like what what are we going to do about it <laughs> like I know that I'm doing this ridiculous thing I know I have a pattern of doing it over and over mm -hmm. again I need it to change and not just keep talking about it like I see it I'm aware of it I think I have a high level of self-awareness so it's not like I don't see it yeah it's just I need to change it so but with hypnotherapy <laughs> it sounds real woo. -woo I'm right? like, mm, I'm skeptical. Okay. What is hip? Are they? I'm picturing someone in front of you with like yes. the what's it called? The yo-yo swinging back you and forth. You are getting sleepy. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. does that actually work? That's not how it works. So I actually have like a a canned email describing how it works because we don't do it anymore. But for a while, I offered hypnotherapy to any of the executives on my team who wanted to work with a hypnotherapist too. And to mainly to get out of their own way. Huh. So like, I had to explain what it was because some of them were like, what the heck is this? So, yes, you think it's like you're getting sleepy. It's not that. It's like, You can think of it as like a guided meditation. Okay. With the intention oh, like of, with the intention of, like, imagine that there's your conscious and your subconscious. And there's a guard at the door. Mm -hmm. And the guard at the door of your subconscious, when you're in that meditative state, goes on break. Mm, and you're able to okay. get in there and work on the subconscious level because you're conscious. You know that you still do this repeated behavior. You still do this pattern, like whatever it is. But getting into the subconscious of it is where the work gets done to like change that. So I've done I, I started working with a hypnotherapist. Her name is Abby and she specializes in helping you with your relationship with money and success. Oh, wow. We then later on pivoted to work on other things because we I wanted but to... But like, you liked working with her. I it loved was working with her. Okay, Wait, so, tell me... Okay, I'm dying to... Because let me tell you. Yeah. When I hear people talk about this, because I'll see people on Instagram like, I'm a money and success coach. Yeah. And I'm going to help you work. My immediate reaction is like, scam. 
yeah. scam. Like, you're a mark. Like, you're going to, you know, spend thousands of dollars on this person that's going to, like, teach. I think I, I get I get skeptical about things that are, like, unlicensed or, like, like someone framing themselves as an expert. Mm. Because I'm, like, I put so much stock into, like... The, I would say, I don't know, traditional education system or yeah. maybe like, you know, you, you go to a therapist that's like licensed. I'm like, okay, you theoretically know what you're doing. So how did you find someone that you trusted? And also, though, what yeah. I'm more interested in is like, talk me through that process and and how you both... I assume you probably were aware of your blocks to some degree, but like, how did how did she actually help you? That's so funny, too. I'm going to answer that, but it's so funny that you said... That you look at, like, I want someone who's, is it, what are they, accredited? They're certified? Yeah, like, for one-on-one type work, yeah. where it, like, to me feels like, I don't know. I, I have so, friends that are, that teach meditation that are, like, went through the, you know, however many hours to become a, a meditation yeah. teacher. But I think, I just feel like your subconscious is so delicate. Yeah. That, like, it is, your psychology, like, you can really mess someone up if yeah. you don't know what you're doing. I also think that there is a level of the certification that I went to school for this Mm -hmm. really fits and works inside of the box. Yeah. And so if you want to work with someone who can take you outside of that box, you inevitably can't go with the certified. I did all the education person because all of education is really to like train you to work inside the system in the box. Yeah. But would you concede though, that it's like you want to get heart surgery? You're like, I want my surgeon in the box. You better be so damn in that box. Very different. Okay. So you're like differently. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that like though we teach tactical, practical surgery practices, we don't really teach in schools like more like holistic work on yourself. Did you learn anything about working on yourself in school? No. <laughs> At my all-girl Catholic high no. school? And no. So, the self-worth was university. the result of, like, let me defend myself from the ongoing yeah. so, trauma okay. of being so surrounded by 17-year-olds. That's why I think for me that's less important of, like, a, oh, they're okay. like a doctor doing this. That's less important to okay. me. Okay. So hypnotherapist, um, so Abby, money, I, success. I started working with a hypnotherapist. I knew I needed to do something. When the why? I knew I needed to do something. Why did had, you know? I had a week in business. We had like a really successful week. This was maybe like my second year okay. of Apps Without Code. So second business, second year. And we did like $100,000 of revenue in that week. I was like, that was really great. Yeah. And I, that weekend, like had to get my nails done. But I was like, dang, I can't get my nails done because I want to get like a design on my nails and it's going to be too much money. I cannot fathom that version of you. And I heard Now that I'm looking say, at the person sitting in front of me with her blue eyeshadow and her pink feathery top and her expensive... She was I'm different. Like, she was. I've been working on her, you though. You clearly have been. So I knew, like, ooh, girl, that doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense. Can you hear yourself? That makes no sense yeah. at all. 100K in a week. And I don't want to pay for the design. And nails done, right? It's like yeah. an extra, like, I don't even know. But, like, I knew I needed to do something, mm. right? I had been hearing, I had been working with some people and coaches, I had business coaches at the time, and they had hypnotherapists. And my business coach at the time recommended a hypnotherapist to me. And I couldn't sign up to work with the hypnotherapist because she cost too much money. 
I See, now that's it. a doom loop, if I've ever heard one. Doom loop. I've never heard that. That's so, wait, wait, what's a doom loop? Doom loop is like when something goes wrong, but then like that thing, the thing that you need to fix it, that's, that it, it's like it causes something else that makes it worse. You just loop around. And you're, and then you spiral down. I want to work on my relationship with money. So I need, so I need this, a hypnotherapist, yes. but I can't get the hypnotherapist. Because my relationship much, with money is yeah. <laughs> it's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You were in a so doom I loop. So I was in the loop. So I could see myself. This is actually like why hypnotherapy is interesting. I watched myself do it. I was like, oh, girl, look, you actively decided not to hire the hypnotherapist. Can you tell us how much? Can you talk about how much this stuff costs? Do you remember? I'm going to look it up. I probably would look at it now and think that it's not that much money. Because I think like I probably spent I've definitely spent over one hundred thousand dollars on coaches and all kinds like different. Oh things. my god, a hundred grand! Yeah, dude, look at the ROI. <laughs> Come on! Oh my god! Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here. I'm like, damn. So I've maybe zero dollars. Maybe on this, this stuff. person that I first was recommended to was maybe like, oh, this first person wasn't Abby. This first person was not Abby. Okay. Maybe that first person I was recommended to was maybe like fifteen to twenty k for like three months. Or something like that. Oh, see, that's like a, like disgustingly high to me. 15 to 20K for three months? But she specializes in working with entrepreneurs that make upwards more than a couple million a year. And she helps them get to that next level. And also, like, when that's your clientele, like, you you, you think about, like, yeah. cost is like a ratio Proportional. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I did hypnotherapy. We oh, first I worked on my relationship with money. I remember a specific session. So the way that it works yeah. is, like... You, it's not like you're getting sleepy. You just sort of like relax into a meditation. I can now pretty quickly like get drop myself in. into that state. Yeah, drop in. But it took some practice to get there. And then different things happen. Sometimes I imagine a version of myself, like like five-year-old Tara, who's like t- kind of running the show in certain areas of my life, right? And oh. five-year-old Tara really just needs a hug. Well, is this like inner child work? Sometimes it's inner child work. So sometimes in my hypnotherapy, I'm imagine, you're just imagining yourself doing things. Mm. And I'm imagining myself going to five-year-old Tara, asking her, what do you need to feel comfortable going on vacation on this topic? I'm going to take over now. What do you, what would make <gasps> you feel comfortable? Can I tell you? Yeah. I did something with, with my therapist at the time yes. that, that kind of was like eventually said like, oh, you might need a coach. Um, <laughs> yeah. A business She, coach. a business coach. Yeah, yeah, she was like, I think you want to talk about business things that are like not, not yeah. what, what, you know, I'm here for. So, but she did something with me called internal family systems. Yeah. Very similar. You get into the meditative state, you're yeah. sitting there and they're kind of like talking you through, um, you're like in a room yeah. and you invite these parts of yourself in. So it's this yeah. idea that you have many selves inside of you. you and then, but one is kind of. I've got um, approximately seven versions of me. Okay, that's interesting. I only made it to two or three, but well, we'll get there. But so she she had me imagine kind of the loudest, the one that's most in charge, mm-hmm. kind of like the ringleader inside, yes. right? And and the, what I saw, it was actually kind of crazy because I was like, I was not expecting these things to kind of, I thought I was going to have so to vividly. actively conjure them, but they, they it was like, she just showed up. She barged in the door Ooh. and I call her my clipboard self because she's the version of me that's like up at six. Here's the checklist. Why aren't you doing clipboard this? Here's the to-do list. 
clipboard self. And yeah. so, and she's, she's the head, she's the head of all of them. Like mm-hmm. she's keeping them all in line. She's the one that's like, okay, we're having a little too much fun. You got to rain it in. Things are going to fall she's apart. Really now. ahead, like in charge of all of them. Or she's like, she's like the manager at the front desk. She's the manager. Yeah. But, but the queen's in the back. Ooh. The queen's back there delegating her work. See, that's an interesting read on it because I think what it, well, why it helped me and why I think the exercise in this whole internal family systems thing is interesting is because it helped me separate my true self from that aspect of my personality. The voices are not you. So I could detach from it. Yes. Yes. And go, well, that's not actually me. Like that's someone that I can then have a conversation with and say, Hey, I got it. Like, what are you afraid of? Why are you so obsessed with making sure this to-do list gets done? What's going to happen? Like, I appreciate you trying to help me out here, but I got it today. Like it's good. We don't have to be frenetic. Like that's right. It was, so it was an interesting, it kind of sounds like, you know, related, similar vein, but related. And I think someone needs to understand that clipboard Katie shows up most in business because clipboard Katie found this business as like a way for her to like like this is my zone of genius I know how yeah. to do this yeah right and so you, Katie day to day at home and clipboard Katie at work like they're all kind of as an entrepreneur you know that like it's all kind of like mm-hmm. blurry lines of where the yeah. fine line is and so I think that's the same it shows up in entrepreneurship that's why you want to talk about it because mm-hmm. like that's the experience expression most of clipboard Katie mm-hmm. yeah and work absolutely yeah so that makes a lot of sense to me so I think in my hypnotherapy it can be stuff like that or it can be a little bit more abstract so I remember a specific session where I had a huge like shift like, I opened my eyes and things were different okay and wow in this session I was sort of like imagining myself in a house and I kind of she kind of let me kind of go and imagine where I was you're like where are you I was like I'm in some house right now and you have to like work hard not to judge it because when you judge it, like, why am I in a house? What kind of house is it? You kind of snap out of it. Mm. So I'm in a house. That'd be hard for me. And she, it's it's work. You have to practice it. Yeah. And she asked me to invite the energy of money in. Mm. The energy of money comes in. This is apparently what the energy of money looks like to me. It's like a pink Pepto Bismol blob. <laughs> Don't you can't judge it, otherwise you're gonna snap out of it. Like, I'm why sorry. is it not green? I don't know. Like, uh. yeah. so the the blob comes in. And then she she's like, how big is it? And I was like, I don't know. It's kind of like like a maybe a little bit bigger than a basketball or something like that. And she's like, okay, expand it, make it bigger. And we keep expanding it to the point where I'm kind of like squished in the corner, like the blob's taken over all of the space. And she goes, like, all right, what's happening? And I was like, I'm squished in the corner. I'm kind of like, I'm getting a little nervous because I'm running out of space. And she goes, expand the house. <gasps> Ooh. Make the house bigger. And I make the house bigger and there's more space. And I kind of, as I'm doing that, I lean on the blob a little bit. And I realize it's squishy. It's like bouncy. And I start bouncing on it. And it's kind of bouncy house. And I'm like, oh, this this is fun. My interaction with it's play. It's fun. And I can expand the house whenever I want to. My subconscious got that. My subconscious opened my eyes and was clear on that. Damn. And like things were really different. My relationship with money was really different after that. How many sessions did it take for you to get to that point? 
Do you remember how far into your work that was? Yeah, I had that session maybe like six, seven months in. I was going to say, because yeah. I think that in order to be that in, engaged with it and to your point, yes. not judge it. Mainly it was me. You have to, to practice. What is it yeah. uh, like the theta brain waves yeah, that come out when you're state. meditating? Yeah, that's exactly right. That yeah. takes a lot of, because it's like so unnatural. Mainly if you have me. it. Well, it's not that it's unnatural, but it feels unnatural Weird. if you have not if you don't have a regular meditation practice. No, it feels normal for your brain to be like all over the place, thinking about a bunch of things. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like why is that judge, is judgy? Like our brains are really judgy. So most of those first six months were me like trying to get myself to like be able to be there long enough to do the work. So after that, we sort of shifted gears and started working on other things. Like she specializes with relationship with money and success, but we moved on to work on my relationship with health and my weight. Oh, wow. And I think she was very clear because she works with entrepreneurs how they're all interconnected. Okay. Because what was happening was I had expanded my view of myself, Mm. but my body and how I was treating my body was an old version of Tara. So I had to catch it up. Okay. Say more about that. I'm just, I I just think that, I think the connection is interesting. I gained a lot of weight in company. I have like company one weight and company two weight. (laughs) It's like the freshman 15. (laughs) Yeah, it was more than 15, girl. Um, And so, and I always had struggled with my Mm. weight. I'd always struggled with my relationship with food because I was using food as a hug. Mm. And food's not really supposed to be a hug, but I was really using it as like a warm hug. Like a, a, and that was what it was. Specifically, like it's Jack in the Box. <laughs> that Jack in the Box hug. <laughs> Let me get that Jack, Jack in the Box, in the box hug. in California. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even been to a Jack in the Box. Okay, but like oh a cheeseburger God. hug. You get the point of like I do a love a cheeseburger hug. hug right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I worked on my relationship with my, my body and my weight with her. And went through this journey and I lost 110 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you feel like, I don't know, I think that's, that's really, uh, well, A, impressive, like just physically, like that feat is like impressive, but... Do you think my that favorite accomplishment? It's yeah, I'm gonna say it's so interesting to like know you now. Yeah. Because you're so you got a bang and bod, but you know, you're like yeah. you're so confident in yourself. Do you feel like that was something that like I am a big believer in the mind body connection? Yeah. I think that that is why I love exercise and I do yeah. different exercise for different things, but that's why I love going to soul cycle because I feel like it's one of the only places where mm. when I get that endorphin rush, it like almost feels like you're on drugs and people, yeah. like, runners will talk about that. Like runners, Runner high. High. I don't yeah. get it from running, but I do get it from cycling. Cycle so high. yeah. And so I think I can always tell when I haven't, if I'm not moving Mm-hmm. I start to feel mentally very stuck and stagnant. Yeah. And so I, it's interesting to hear that it manifested itself in your life that way and how you yeah. felt like, was it, I guess, tell me more about that, that moment of like that realization. And I'm curious if you felt like in order to evolve or, or self actual however you want yeah. to phrase it, I need my body to match the way I feel on the inside. No, I think what it really was, was 
actually I had grown a lot first and there was just this growing dissonance Got you. between okay. the two and and it and my view of myself was expanding to the point where I couldn't stand the dissonance anymore. Mm, wow. And there were things that were popping up. I kind of started going on this journey. So the first thing I did even before I lost weight um and started that was like tra- challenge my relationship with my glasses. Because hmm. I felt like for me I felt like my glasses were a part of my brand and B, I was not as beautiful without glasses and I wouldn't get LASIK because I was like, I just like I, I convinced myself all these things of like I'd rather have them. So the glasses journey actually was like the first thing of like me sort of viewing myself differently. Huh. And I know that like that's not everybody's relationship with their glasses. I know I'm like mine. Warby Parker come through as a sponsor. I freaking love my glasses. Yeah. My relationship with my glasses was different, right? Um, And I think I wasn't as aware of it. But once I kind of got a little bit of awareness to it, I started like, let me tackle that, right? Mm. Um, And then... With my with my weight and my health, I had wanted to get help, and I all my whole life worked on things. So I had weight loss surgery. They essentially just like make your stomach smaller. Mm, wow! I think most of the like that surgery has a really low success rate because it doesn't stop you from putting from food in your mouth behavior. and stomach stretch. Right. Mm-hmm. So most a lot of people, almost most people who have that surgery just stretch their stomach back out. Oh, and so I was like, I need to work on it in my head first so that mm-hmm. I have a different relationship with the food and so we started the hypnotherapy way before I had that surgery it I, what keeps coming up for me as I'm listening to you say this is how we were talking the other day about how it because this was all brought on by running your own business right do you think that yeah. any of these things would have happened had you been not a damn it thing. is that's the not mirror a damn thing. that's the mirror that makes you go wait a minute any of these things without Who the mirror that? of entrepreneurship putting me in the personal growth gym Personal growth, yes, the personal growth gym. You were yeah. talking about this to me the other day. Getting ready. How you're like, I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm working. I need to, I mean, you need to be around other people that are in the gym. Yep. Okay. So yep. that's, okay. What I really, you said something earlier that I want to go a little bit deeper on too about, you said you were in a mastermind with people and that was, yeah. that was how you got the referral to Abby? I've been in a bunch of masterminds, a bunch of masterminds, a bunch of coaching, all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. The mastermind and the business coaching are another area where I'm like, I think you ever yeah. see on Instagram, like the business coaches who coach other business coaches so that they can coach business coaches. Yeah. I'm like, that's an MLM. Like that feels pyramid scheming to me. Mm. So I'm like, again, I'd have a hard time identifying who actually is. Yeah worth the money and the time yeah. you know what can you tell me a bad experience actually like will you give me an example of like a, a not good you paid money for something and you yeah. ended up being like that was a, that was wasteful so I think in general it's pretty rare that I will pay for something and not make sure I get what I needed from the thing hmm. so I've had experiences where I like didn't stay in the mastermind yeah for sure like I was in a mastermind called war room and War Room, there's a company called like Digital Marketer. I don't think War Room is around anymore. But there's a company called Digital Marketer that has like a mastermind. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an income minimum. I think there's probably not many people in there who are making less than a million dollars a year. Personally or their business? Their business. Okay. Their business. Um, I think someone would be pretty dumb to on paper on taxes make a million dollars a year you should not do that oh i'm trying to be dumb no i'm trying to make a million dollars no (laughs) i think like no please catch me out here being dumb just just fun (laughs) no 
<laughs> okay, so that but you said that it was not good, not a good experience. So okay, I signed up for that mastermind because I realized that I was not in enough rooms with white business boys. You wanted to be in room, and there is a confidence of white business boyness that I wanted to step into. I wanted to see close up and personal, and I wanted a little bit to rub off on me. That's my favorite. A little moment. shoulder, a little bit, a little bit to rub off. off. Yeah, there's like the and saying. So like, I was willing to pay to be in the room to have a little bit of that rub off on me, and I think there is value in paying to be in the room. <sighs> But yes. do you think yeah. that in some cases, mm-hmm. if you and everyone in the room are paying to be in the room, yeah. are you actually in the room with the people that you want to learn from? Yeah, usually just having a high price on it weeds out the riffraff. You can't <laughs> afford it. You probably should. Like, there's some rooms that you want to make sure. Like, you don't want to sit down at something you paid a lot of money for. I'm like, for. side note, I think I'm the riffraff and in this example. No, I don't think that's true at all. I <laughs> well, I would totally qualify. I wouldn't want. I don't think I'd want. I don't think I'd want to pay for something like that. Like, I Fair. think. Well, for one thing, I think in the financial space, yeah. I am around the white business boy pretty f- constantly. Yeah. yeah. And I have a, I don't know, I don't want to say an antagonistic relationship with that, like, yeah. persona or that avatar. But it's interesting that you were, like, this is, this actually, I think, yeah. highlights a really interesting uh, difference between you and I. Yeah. And, and you've kind of had me thinking about this a little bit differently, is I feel like you are very much... I'll I'll look at a hand and be like, this is a trash hand. I'm gonna throw it away. I don't. I'm gonna wait for a different one. <laughs> and you'll be like, I'm gonna play the cards. But I lot. do have this card. I have this card that I can play. So just to to be like, yeah, I am. I I actually want to be around that energy because I'm like I find that energy off putting. But I, think I started you like being you. like, what's the what's the what can I take away from that? How can I yeah. learn from that and like get something out of it? So let me tell you what I got out of that mastermind. Yeah. Right. Because it truly was a little like there just were not many women there at yeah. all. Um, and I didn't love the events itself. They had events. I didn't love them itself. But what I did do at my first event was I this were sort of it was a, a beautiful hotel um, in like Laguna Beach area. Ooh. Yeah. They also happen at like great places. So you get yeah. the hotels and which I love. I love a good hotel. And um, as we were sort of networking and working, you know, people were just sort of like the the cocktail reception first. Um, I had looked through who are the people that I want to go actively go talk to and meet. Mm. And I ended up in a conversation. Actually, I actually was like, I'm I'm warming myself up to go have the conversations. I'm feeling a little bit nervous. And there was a woman there who I felt comfortable talking to. And we started talking and she turned out to be the wife of one of the guys that ran the organization and who's like a really well-known marketer and he comes over and we sort of meet each other and we're talking and sort of just sharing so I kind of am in that conversation and I think I had maybe subconsciously I was like putting on my you want to like present well Mm -hmm. the next day the event starts and people are going up on stage sharing what's working for them in their business what's not and what they need help with people are going through here's how I'm managing my team here's my spreadsheet that we're using here's what's working and not working here's how we tweaked it and refined it and what the learnings were people are going up and doing workshops and it's time for questions so I raise my hand and the moderator who's the guy I met earlier Mm. um, is up there and he goes okay the first question is from Tara I met her earlier 
and I just want to say that she's the smartest one in this room. <gasps> Go ahead, Tara. Oh, my God. And he set me up and cued me up for now everybody then come talk to me, all kinds of relationships and conversations. And I took that relationship with him and I asked him to be on a board with me afterwards. So at that point, I didn't need the mastermind as much anymore. I got my pointed connections. I got it, what I needed in and got out. I did do that. Okay, so after this quick break, I want to talk a little bit more about the difference between paid masterminds and, yeah. and a model of masterminds that I think I'm more personally comfortable with and yeah. where I think I have gotten a lot out of them. Yeah, because I so, started with unpaid ones. Yes, so, let's so talk we'll about talk about those right after a quick break. Yeah. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So I, yes, I am skeptical of like the paid mastermind. I think because I haven't seen one that I'm not actively looking, but that like <laughs> resonates. I'm like, I've never even looked. Like, I haven't looked at all. But, but like, like, I'm, like yeah, I haven't seen one <laughs> that like resonates. But I think what did work and what I did find a lot of value in was yeah. I had a pal. I think I've actually maybe talked about this in the past. I've told you about this before, but I had a friend that we were very kind of in the same place, I would say, with business, but yeah. totally different lanes like mm. not competitor she was like in a different space and so we would just once a month get together for like an hour yeah and talk through here's what I'm thinking about these are the challenges I'm having and the other person would almost always have more experience with that thing yeah and then like vice versa so for example but they were was, like in similar a similar place yeah so it was like, like we yeah. were I business. think that there's, and maybe there's, maybe there's an advantage or maybe that's where like a coach or a mastermind that you're paying for is like, you're learning from someone that's like quote unquote ahead of you or yeah. has done more so that they can kind of see the path in front of you more easily than you can. Yeah. But I felt like we were kind of side by side and I was like, Hey, I'm struggling with email. Like, I don't know what to do. I want to have some sort of automation. I feel like I'm really lacking that. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well here, like she like broke down. We need the welcome funnel. You need this. You need that. Talks me through all the different, uh, all the different things. What you know, what yeah. platform she's using, how much it costs, was this why like a she likes it. Thing you guys, did we did this every recurring, month. Recurring, every month. yeah. And that same time, I think there was her thing that she was struggling with was like how to get sponsors for things and yeah. how to feel like she's using sponsors or working with sponsors that felt like, oh, I'm really comfortable recommending this and endorsing this, and I love this. Yeah. And how do I? you know, price my packages. And those were things that I felt really confident about. So I'm like, yeah. oh, well, this is how I'm thinking about pricing. This is how I'm pitching them. This is, here's the media package plan that I'm giving the sponsor. Yeah. Here's the Figma file. You can like, so you guys are just like teaching each other what you know how to do. Yeah. And we called them little masterminds more. because that was, yeah. that was kind of, we were just jamming. That's a yeah. mastermind. Totally. Yeah. I think I actually started doing masterminds like that. So they were like not paid masterminds. They were just community together. Um, I do have a friend who runs a mastermind. that was one of the first ones that I did that um, is called intention mastery. His name is Thomas. He does this like structure. We had a structure that was really good. Okay, tell me so, the structure because I think that's helpful. So every week we wrote down the one most important thing we needed to do to move the needle in the business. The one thing. And it has to be a measurable thing. Like, not like think about this thing. Like, 
a thing that was done. Deliverable. And the one moonshot you're going to take in your business. It's probably never going to land, but you're going to shoot for it anyway. And you did this, you had to do both of those things every week. Both of those things every week, come back and report numbers and metrics and like how it went. Right. And so everybody like shared weekly kind of what was going on with them. We sort of talked through that. And I think it popped up opportunities where you can see where someone needs help for something. And maybe, you know, how to do that thing so you can help each other and work with each other. I also did another early on, like I think my very first mastermind experience was like we just did a weekend together. It was maybe like 20 entrepreneurs together. And each person went up and shared one thing that they're really good at and taught one thing that's like really working in their oh, business that they're good at. Okay. And one thing, shared one thing that they need help with. So like it might inspire someone else to be like, oh, that's the thing I should teach. I didn't know everybody needed that. Um, and so we, and when you say one thing you need help with, you sit up on the hot seat <laughs> and the whole team takes turns helping you and giving you ideas and here's how we structure it here's what didn't work for us etc so it was like larger community yeah you're on the hot seat okay that's interesting yeah I think um you know what this is reminding me of is I did I guess technically it was kind of a paid mastermind type program or like an online look there it is but (laughs) there it is here's the caveat yeah I did not pay for it because it was like a scholarship thing why is it so important to you that you not pay for growth bro I don't know I think it's because sometimes I just I feel skeptical that I'm like me dumping a bunch of money into something is gonna translate to like I I feel skeptical that someone else has the answers like, maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe it's like, oh, if the answer was that obvious that someone else could just tell it to me, then I would see it. Like, Interesting. It could be that. But I, I did do this one. And you know what's funny is that throughout the course of the program, it was called Indie Collective. Yeah. There was never any one moment where I was like, oh, my God, that alone. But it wasn't like that. But it was like there was one exercise that we did that felt kind of pedestrian as I was doing it. But then toward the end of it, and the, 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 just, you know, for context, the exercise was about who is like the ideal client kind of, but I don't have clients. I have like, you know, readers and listeners. So I was trying to think about it from that perspective of like, who is the epitome of like a money with Katie listener or reader or like, who can I most effectively help? And I did have some interesting takeaways from doing the exercise where I was like, Oh wow, actually there is kind of an under under targeted demo within mm-hmm. the personal finance space of people who are making good money, like yeah. multiple six-figure personal income that I always assumed these people would know how to handle their money. Cause I'm like, well, if you're making that much of it, you obviously know what to do with it. Yeah. And it wasn't until they had like pushed me to go interview someone that I knew that made that much money. Cause I, at the time did not yep. where I went to go talk to them. And I was like, so how are you managing your personal finances? And they were kind of like, huh? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just have a savings account. And I was like, what? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, amazing. This is an unlock because this is a customer that can pay for a course that needs the help and that I can quantifiably tell them, here's how much you will save on your taxes. Mm -hmm. If you do these things, you will save thousands of dollars every single year. So it was like lined up, bang, bang. So I ended up making the course. I launched it over the course of this program and it did like a $60,000 launch weekend. And I was like, all right, well, there would have been... How much did you pay? Well, none, because it was a scholarship. But it cost like three grand. So I'm like, that would have been an amazing ROI, right? Yeah. But to your point, I think maybe where 
where the disconnect is and where I'll hear horror stories yeah. is people that go into these things expecting the answer to be given to them. Yeah. And that's not to your point. Like, well, I'm going to make sure I get what I need if I'm paying for something. And I think that's I think so. I think I have transitioned how I view what I'm going to a mastermind to get. Okay. So when I started... I thought, and this is also just true with like my entrepreneurial friends. When I started, I thought the thing I was going to get from a mastermind was tactics. I was looking for the killer tactic. I love a tactic. A tactic. Love a tactic. What I got really clear on as I got to circles of more experienced entrepreneurs, they know good and damn well a tactic is not going to make a difference. <laughs> a tactic. You can hire a person that's got tactics. <laughs> Stop looking for a tactic. Like, I think that's maybe like a more a junior entrepreneur way of looking at it. And I think in reality, what you got from that mastermind was, yeah, there was a tactic underneath it. Maybe it looked like the tactic was go talk to people, but go talk to your customers is not that like novel of a tactic. Mm. What you got was like, girl, you're thinking too small. Mm. And here's a bunch of other people who think bigger or thinking about, and it's always easier to think bigger about somebody else's business than your own business, right? So here's other people who are thinking differently and thinking bigger about it. And creating a mirror for you that, you know what, I could just think bigger about this. Let me go actually do the thing. And it created that pressure for you to think bigger about yourself. I think it challenged an yeah. assumption, too. Challenge is that I had thing. a picture in my head of who I was. I had never actually gotten really clear because, the, you know what, what I yeah. was building, the, here's the difference, is that when I started... It was not supposed to be a business. It kind of yeah. became one by accident, a happy accident. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. At the time, I was like, that'd be sick if I could make money doing this. But I even remember a call I had with, uh, I applied for a Chase Inc. business preferred card. Yeah. Because I wanted the 100,000 point sign up bonus. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I got an LLC now. I'm about to get that credit about card. To get that card. So I remember getting rejected and then calling the line to be like appealing the decision. Because I was like, I need these points because I'm trying to go to Vegas. Yeah. And business cards work differently than personal cards. Yeah. So I yeah. call them and they're like, well, what's your revenue? Like, yeah. how much, what is the business making? And at the time it was making no dollars. But I was like, well, I just started. And they're like, well, what's the projection? And I was like, um, 2000 a month. And I remember saying that and going like, I am so full of shit. I have no earthly idea how this would ever make $200 a month, let alone 2000. And so I remember like to think back on that moment and be like, Oh my God, you had no idea. But I do feel like a lot of it was like stumbling into things and, and my, the things that I was writing about and talking about and making, it was just things that were interesting to me. It wasn't that I had some grand thesis about like the customer or the, it was just kind of like, well, this is what I think is interesting. So I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And so I think then having someone be like, no, but you know, if you would have asked me to define the person, I'd be like, I don't know, anyone who wants money? Like, it, yeah. But I think getting Which really clear on that, that really specific target and then... And you got challenged to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to get challenged by someone who's not thinking bigger, mm. right? Um, someone, like, it's hard to get challenged by, like, your buddy and your friend. Yes, you can, like, there are friendships where you guys can really challenge each other, but, like, sometimes you've got to, like, tiptoe and I don't want to, like, upset you. Like, sometimes you need a coach to challenge you. You need someone else who, you're like, I can be that person. There's only difference between me and them. It's like, they're just thinking bigger than me. Mm -hmm. They're willing to go, like, yeah, why am I limited to one type of customer? Yo, but that's you for me. 
you are that but for I me. But I think this show kind of operates in a lot of ways like a mastermind. Like yeah. we get to mastermind with each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think sometimes you don't always have on deck that friend that like gives you that view and that mirror. And sometimes you have to go get it. And sometimes you did have friends like that, but the kind of the relationship has morphed and changed and you got to go get the next level new ones. And so you... I think creating some sort of structure for that to have it as opposed to like, well, I'll just wait until the, that person arrives at me. Like, no, we don't have time. I got to grow. Do you have people, though, in your life that were doing this? Like, I think that that's another hang up is that I don't really I don't really have close friends. Yeah. And that part of that's my fault. I'll own that where like I haven't nurtured the relationship. Yeah. But like. I think there's a lot to be said for having friends that are doing something, are in the personal growth yes. gym, if you will. In the gym. And you can kind of see how things are changing for them. Yeah. And almost in real time be like, oh, okay, well, that hypnotherapy worked for so-and-so, so, like, let me give that a spin. Yeah, I had a friend, Danielle, and I had this really interesting experience because I actually started off with a lot more of your stance of, like, Cynicism. I'm not paying for shit. Yeah. You want me to pay what for a mask? Like, no way I'm not doing that. So I, that was my stance. And my friend Danielle was doing, like, the opposite. She was like, I paid, like, 30K for a weekend to sit down with this person and map out my business and do all this work mm. together. I did this mastermind, and it was 10K. We went on this this boat trip, and it was a mastermind all together. Like, she was doing it, like, left and right. And I just watched her skyrocket in growth past me. How so? She was just willing to take calculated risks on her business. I watched her like transform. I actually got so much of my inspiration of like, oh, I can dress up and be Mm. fashionable from her. Wow. A lot of that, like I got to watch her and go, well, what's the main difference? I had like, I had to have a real mirror conversation with myself. Like, what's the main difference, girl? Tara, Mm -hmm. what is it? Look at it. Mm. What is it? She's willing to invest in her own growth. Mm. She's willing, like, business tips growth and also, like, the personal growth because there's really not that much difference between, like, it's so interesting to me that your therapist said that. Like, I think you should be doing separate pursuits because there's really not that much difference between your therapy, personal growth, and your business. So she was, like, do you, are you familiar with Lacey Phillips? No. She had a, I listened to this podcast a while back. It's been a while. She's, she's another one where I'm, like, I think she, uh, has some interesting things to say, but I also think that it's in that world where it could be, it, I don't know. I haven't actually done any of her paid programs, yeah. but she has this concept of the expander, mm. which is a person that you see yourself in where you look at them and you're like, well, they're no better than I am, but yeah. they have the things that I want. Yeah. And so it shows your subconscious well, if they can have it, so can I. Yeah. And it sounds like she kind of filled that role. She was Absolutely. expanding your vision of what you could be, and you were able to look at the things she was doing. However, yep. I will push back and say that I know people from the past where I feel like they are looking for answers in all of those places, yeah. but they're so they're not doing anything. Yeah. They're just stuck in that like mental masturbation, plan, 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 mastermind, mastermind, mastermind. But they're yes. not actually like taking action and that so, like, is super common th- yeah that is super common that okay. you like go to the thing so this is like a known pitfall known or like known I think the number risk. one pitfall of entrepreneurship is you didn't get your butt up to do the thing so you stayed in entrepreneurship instead of entrepreneurship <laughs> that is the number one pitfall of yeah. entrepreneurship that's the th- that is the yeah. game that's the whole thing so like yeah I do think that shows up in 
getting a coach as an entrepreneur because that is what that's the biggest challenge of entrepreneurship getting out of your own way so that you can expand so it sounds like then if you're gonna take that step if you're gonna start investing in these things the mindset that you are taking in yeah. is crucial it's not like yeah. anyone at any point like you got to do there's some work that you have to do on yourself i think before you even would get anything and it out might of these the things. work might be i paid for something i didn't do any of the work whoop that was the mirror i needed Mm-hmm. Like it might, like it. I don't know that you have to be like oh, I've completed like that all the personal work first. Could be the takeaway. Yeah, because I don't know that it's reasonable that you say I have to complete. I have to create this massive prerequisite that I am a perfectly formed person and perfectly ready for this before I do it. That's that's the best well, trap for never and not doing perfectly anything. formed. But I think it's more about like. You can't go into one of these things expecting someone else to have the answers you need. I think it's about calibrating your expectations appropriately and recognizing yeah. that you're when you get in there. So I think you're that not looking for you shouldn't be looking for magic. You're not answers. paying for a solution. You're paying for the the right questions. Like I to think get you're someone, paying for like people to share what works for them as humans and they're humans too mm, okay right? and so you take some of it and like i like that some of it will work and also you have a different business different experiences of them so some things will work some things won't but i think if you get one or two things if you got what you got which is like actually i can talk to a different type of customer and make sixty thousand dollars that is well worth it for maybe you mm-hmm. to find the next thing to yeah. do the next expansion yeah 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 that makes sense i think um uh, the other the other arena here that not not mastermind specifically, but I almost something that I have for whatever reason, like an easier time accepting yeah. is the idea of an executive coach yeah. or someone that that can someone who is further along in their career who you can pay exactly that feels like it's going to be more about the tactics. Huh. I'm a junior entrepreneur and I love my tactics. No, I do love, you you know, still no, need it's not, yeah, it's not really tactical. It like I think it's more so like having a sounding board that you can be. Because I think that, Mm. dude, I am like the queen of talking to myself. I will walk around my house all damn day and just be like, well, then this could be a thing and then that could be. But I think that like having an actual person who knows what they're doing or who I would perceive to know what they're doing, where I could be like, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. Tell me where I'm looking at this. Maybe maybe, there's a better way to look at this. I have a question first. What do you I'm hearing you say that executive coach is different than like business coach. What's the difference? I think to me the difference is that when I hear executive coach, I picture someone like in a suit at Microsoft. And when I hear business coach, I picture like like a 22-year-old on Instagram who's like, I have a Canva aesthetic and like I'm calling myself. Because there's no there's no barrier. Like anyone can be like, anyone I'm a business. Exe- you could write executive coach on your LinkedIn too. Yeah, I think it's just, it's like a, it's like a jargon difference. But would but you want to hire a coach that's got the blazer and like- I love a blazer. From-, from <laughs> that works at Microsoft for you now? I would be more trusting, I think, of someone that has worked with big organizations. Now, whether... Tell you how to to run your team, that's the worst thing possibly you could do. People who've only worked at big organizations have no idea how to run a small team. But wouldn't the assumption be that if they know how to do... If they can, if they can get a big organization, like, it should be like easy to scale back. Down. Hell no! Why not? Hell no! Because they'll be like, okay, Katie, here's the first plan. Please enlist <laughs> your whole humongous team to do these things. And you're like, I don't have that team. We have like five people. What are you talking about? Okay. So well, I don't. 
don't know any other way to do that. So what we need to do is we need to find the consulting agency. You're like, consulting agency? We, I don't have you know that we kind need? of budget. McKinsey. We need McKinsey. And you're like, that's the, it, it, when you work at big companies and then go work at small companies, it's really clear that these are totally different skill sets. Yeah. And yeah. the transition from small to big, like the executive coach that I've worked with, like he took a company from $3 million to $80 million. That transition, I care about the transition okay, more fair. so. All right, than- that's fair because I think what I'm getting at with yeah. like has worked in a big organization is that there is probably a track record of results. I want to see yeah. results to know that you aren't yeah. someone that woke up two weeks ago and said, I'm going to call myself a business coach and start charging three grand an yeah, hour. Yeah, that's not for- all coaches. They're like, no. I just like made it up. No, so but can, I think course, it's, it's challenging to parse the fakers mm. from the makers like i think that that's where someone can present really well without ever yeah. actually without really being able to help you but this is why it's worthwhile to be in those sorts of masterminds of community referrals like, i've right. been with you i need for someone to tell me months. this person i watched you double your business i see how that happened okay tell me who you worked with yes yes yeah. the referral so it's like word of mouth trusting yeah. i would a hundred percent trust someone's recommendation and also like let's just do a session together yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just start, like, you don't have to, like, jump right in with, like, a year-long commitment. Like, let's do a session together. Mm-hmm. My coach, we did a full session together, like, before we even, like, moved. Like, he gave me a ton of value. And I was like, great, I think it's a good alignment fit just in our first conversation. Okay. Yeah. And so what has been, like, the high and low of working with them? Oh, Okay. I'm hitting Tara with a Tara question. Yeah. This is how she frames it to yeah, get people to give her number constructive one high feedback. Your number. By the way, I learned that from one of my first masterminds. I told you, like, you picked the most important thing. We also <laughs> shared the number one Ooh. high and the number one low. And I realized it was, like, of your week. And I realized it was such a good way to get people to think concise, get myself to think concisely about what was the number one high from this week and the number one low from this week instead of me being frazzle-brained about a bunch of stuff. Oh, and not just concisely, but to actually, I've seen you use it when you want feedback and someone's just telling you positive things and so you'll frame it in that way yeah, I want to know because you're like too. no but I, I'm asking you for the constructive piece and I think yeah. that when you frame it in that way it gives somebody the opening that they need so it's I'm going to okay. give you the opening okay what's been the high and the low okay so I would say number one high ooh it's hard there's a lot of highs I think help shaping my team around me and what I needed. Hmm. Which sounds broad and not a tactic. Right. Um, There are some tactics in there, but I think the most important thing was to hear from someone who has their own zones of genius and who's had experience hiring other executives under them to fill those gaps Mm -hmm. and sort of how they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, that, I think, has been the most helpful. We're going to do and an I episode think, on this. Yeah. Hiring, delegating, Hiring. for sure. Because I think okay. the result is that, like, I've been able to take more time, like, back from the business because I now have the right people in place. Mm-hmm. And there were some tactics that he gave to me. There was, like, a notion document of exactly how to do it. But, frankly, like, I only really did pieces of that. I did what worked for me. And was that even on your radar prior to working with it? Like, did that even occur to you as being something that was holding you back or did not really okay so there was a i think so this is where i'm saying like Uh it's it's about people being able to the value is people point out your blind spots not necessarily giving you the tactics
fact that you were actively looking for. So he made a comment to me. I was talking about my team and I was like, I kind of have to get them to like figure this stuff out. And he was like, okay, let's do that. And also we're going to have to get you some thought peers. Hmm. And I thought like thought peers, like, what do you mean by that? What in the Tim Ferriss? What in the Tim Ferriss? And what he meant was people on your team who are like, can operate almost in like a co-founder energy of like, let's Mm. figure this out together. Not that are like operating, like you tell me what to do, but are true thought peers about here's what I think the future of the business is Mm -hmm. like, yeah, my, my job is like running marketing. Here's my vision for the future. And let's riff together as if we're thought peers and they're bringing an equal amount to the table. Mm-hmm. Right? I wasn't necessarily looking for the le- that level of thought peers. Does that make sense? It does. And it yeah. reminds me a little bit of when you had mentioned before that you had this idea in your mind of like what the person in charge needs to be. Yeah. Or needs. And so I think that they're similar to the ego comment I made earlier. I'm almost making this connection now of like you you feel like you're the one that needs to have all the answers and no one else could possibly have those answers. Yes. But this thought peers reframe is, yeah, co-founder energy. No, it's like, no, I'm, I'm finding someone I trust yes. where I'm going to let them drive. And yeah. I feel comfortable letting them drive and getting into shotgun for a hot minute. I'll on get out something. the car. I'll, I'll <laughs> like, come, come back around. And I'll get out the car. Yeah. And I think the thought I'll peer, be watching Kardashians in bed. I was already thinking, me. I was already thinking I'll be in the passenger seat. That was where my head was using your analogy. But the thought peers framing was it's like, why do I have to be on this particular road trip at all like you can you just drive the car and come right back okay i really like that okay so that's that's high so i think that's the high and that's not like a tactical thing no i think that's a mental shift like big picture that's what that's what the stuff is for yeah the stuff is for don't go looking for tactics in this okay no yeah not really you might get some like there are tactics but that's not where the value is it sounds like no because if I hadn't had the mental shift, the tactics would have been not that helpful. I wouldn't have really been able to implement them without the big mental shift to frame it all. Right. I just would have been the like, oh, I'm not going to do it because I don't see why that's important. And just like I saw the document, but like, OK, yeah. Tangent. I, there's a lot of stuff about money in there, too. I think that there are a lot of like I see that all the time with people who want to get better with money. Yeah. Who are straight to the tactics and they're not addressing the psychology right. of like, why they're overspending, why they have a hard time. So like, you're just going to they're not clear on the vision. Thing. So it, it's like it's all about self-control and discipline. It's not about it's a it's a push, not a pull. But this is and, why this is why the business coaching and the therapy work is the same damn thing. Yeah. Mm. Because okay. you can't do any of the tactics with yourself in that mindset. You just can't. Yeah. You're so what sabotage. was the low? Okay. I think the low has been, like, I get regularly embarrassed. I get You regu- get embarrassed? Yeah. I get regularly embarrassed of, like, damn, like, <laughs> why have I not done that already? Oh, embarrassed in the sense that you're like, you don't like cringing at the past I version. I cringe. I cringe at the current version because we got to <laughs> like it. Like at the time we have the conversations, like it's current version. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in this stress about this whole thing about like something going on in the team. And, and he'll say something like, OK, let's back up for a second and talk about what your team and who are the 20 percent of people that are causing 80 percent of your stress right now. Hmm. Come on, you know, you know who it is. You know who the person is or people, couple people, probably one or two people who you're spending a lot of time looking over their shoulder, redoing their work. Like, who is it? Say it. Hmm. And 
it's a it's a word like it's like so easy for me to say and I'm like dang like I'm not doing a damn thing about this right now I'm just like oh well I guess I'll work it out and like I get really embarrassed and I have these like flush so that I can like feel the like warmth coming out of my face moments mm-hmm. where like someone puts up the mirror at you to like look at yourself those are hard for me you know, I agree, but I think in a different way in the sense that like all of my past hot takes and, and beliefs and everything are all like public on the internet and like in this just chronicled backlog. Yeah. Of, so sometimes I'll see things I used to, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm cringing. I am. But, it, yeah. but the current version thing is interesting because I think that that, it almost surprises me though to hear you say that because I feel like you're very much about the reps in the gym and so it's funny to it's like a human moment of being like looking at yourself and being like oh god I can't believe I'm doing this or like I can't believe that I'm like actively making this mistake and that I didn't see it yeah that I didn't see it and I can very clearly see all the places where I have sabotaged the business because I haven't done anything about yeah we definitely need to do an episode about hiring delegation. I also think this alignment thing is interesting. So we'll come back to that in a future episode of Bossy. But that is all for this week's episode of Bossy. So thanks for sitting down with us in our fabulous pink set. Hopefully you enjoyed Tara's look today that was serving all sorts of things. What's the name of the look again? Baduism but glam. And that's on that. Bye! Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.